Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. D Shaw's phone number is 214-729-6462. He is ready and waiting for your call, your text message, your FaceTime, whatever you need. Uh, check out D Shaw so they can get a home, a life, or an auto insurance quote today. Don't be unprepared if there's an emergency and uh, something crazy happens. We live in a crazy world out there. So you got to make sure that you are protected for yourself and your family, whether that's for your home, your life, or your auto insurance. Check out Deshaw. His phone number is 214-729-6462. You can also find out everything about him on his Facebook page, facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. And you can get discounts for various occupations, new roofs on your house, and make sure to mention Six Pennies Podcast. You'll get a bigger discount on top of all of that. Once again, that is Derek Shaw with Farmers Insurance. And his phone number is 214-729-6462. Okay, it's just uh, Mock and I today. Mock, you out there? I'm here. It's been a it's been a couple of weeks. How are you? I'm doing good. You are. You sound excited. Uh, we, we got some great sound for you um, today. You are ready to go because we're on to phase two of the MCU. It's been a few weeks since we covered phase one. Yeah. Uh, let, let me check in with you. I mean, end of phase one was the outstanding Avengers movie. How far are you now? Are you done with phase two? I am done with phase two. I am mid phase three now. Oh, okay. All right. So we're, we'll catch up on that pretty soon afterwards. Phase two of uh, the MCU starts with Iron Man 3. It then goes to Thor The Dark World, Captain America The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man to round it out. So, Mach, let me start with this. Uh, six movies in Phase 2. Overall, how did you feel about Phase 2 versus Phase 1? Oh. They almost dropped the ball. Uh, I, I'm, again, it's really tough. I think we talked about this, but Avengers is... The first Avengers is almost a perfect movie. Really hard to follow up with, but Phase 2 is a really mixed bag. I would say like the median is, is still pretty good. But it ha- it also still has like two of the worst MCU movies in there in Phase Two, and that's the way it starts, right? With Iron Man three and then Dark World, or are you talking Ultron and Dark World? Even Ultron, Ultron, I'm gonna put way down there. Yep, I I definitely have those three way down at the bottom of my list for the MCU as well. I completely agree that um, you know if you take the the average, then you're you're okay. We're we're okay, but um. You know, phase one is not perfect either. Um, I, I would say that we're on par with phase one at this point. We do have some big hitters here with Winter Soldier, Guardians, and Ant-Man, I think are all pretty strong. Um, so let's let's just go in order. Let's start with Iron Man 3. I, I'm not sure why they went to a third Iron Man already versus kind of, um, <laughs> you know, some of these. Uh, maybe they weren't ready for Guardians and Ant-Man yet. Um, but how did you feel about Iron Man 3 versus 1 and 2? That is an interesting choice. You're right. Like, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, sometimes for, like, fantasy drafts. I don't know if you still play any fantasy basketball no, or football. But it's, like, yeah. loading up all on one position at the yeah. very beginning for, for yeah, go- kind of no reason. Well, um, sometimes in fantasy, though, you're doing it because there's scarcity, right? Like, there's you, there's not enough, I don't know, small forwards. So you take LeBron and Kawhi and Durant all at the same time. I, I don't know if you could actually do that oh, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean that, that's not what's happening like, here. Two of them as utility players and all that. Yeah, um, yeah. Iron Man three. I, I think it's it's not bad. It, it's just really hard to follow up the Avengers and sure. Iron Man three. It it's very rewatchable. I'll give it that. Probably one of the most rewatched movies for me myself. Um, I feel like it's always on TV. 
pretty heartwarming with the kid. And yeah, just just a solid Iron Man movie. Still below one and two. Uh, I feel like, yeah, one is the best. Two got a little worse. Three got a little worse. But yeah, what about you? Uh, I mean, I I definitely agree. That's the order. It's one and then two and then three, obviously. Um, But I do not think it is rewatchable. I do not think it's a good movie. I think Iron Man 3 is pretty bad. Um, and especially on the heels of the Avengers and the on the heels of the first two Iron Man movies, I, I feel like it it takes a real turn for the worst. I, I feel like between Iron Man and Thor Dark World, I, like you said, I think we got a little worried about the MCU. Like, what, what are they doing here? How come the movies are not great anymore? Like the whole the thing with the kid is, I, I don't know. It was a weird plot line. The, the Mandarin kind of, that was a really strange, strange, strange plot line as well. And then pepper kind of getting powers all of it i don't know it was it was really really strange for me yeah the pepper pots thing at the very end uh that i mean not to say it ruined the movie but i'm I'm just still so confused like where did i get that she got the powers to you know uh regenerate and everything but all of a sudden like where where the jump kicks and and all that like fighting yeah those fighting skills come from like you don't just get that all of a sudden, right? The other thing is, I mean, she wears a suit later. Do you yeah. remember when she wears the suit? Because I only remember it from the very last movies, like Infinity I think War it's and just, Game. The, just the last ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I I wasn't sure if I was missing something. I I really feel like we could have been better served if this was kind of in the middle of I don't know l- later in Phase Two or even early in Phase Three because I feel like. We just for, we forget all about Pepper between now and yeah. the very end of Phase Three, and all of a sudden she's wearing a suit. I'm like, wait, what happened? And she got powers, and then now she's wearing an Iron Man suit. It's it's pretty odd. This is the last time we see Pepper Potts for a long time. Yeah, that's true. She, she's yeah, because she's yeah, she's yeah. referenced in other movies, but uh, Civil War. But yeah, they, they talk about her. Together. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Okay, and then we go to Thor: The Dark World, which is the second Thor movie. I think first Thor movie was pretty good. Um, yeah. Second Thor movie, I don't think that I have ever been able to finish because I think it's really, really bad. <laughs> this is another one that's kind of on TV all the time. I don't know why. Your rewatchability, rewatchability <laughs> for you is is availability. That's different for me. If it's just available, I I don't watch it. Yeah, I, I guess I'm talking about availability before the onset of Disney Plus. But yes, uh, yeah, Thor two. It it's it's watchable. I I. I I haven't had trouble finishing it, but in the grand scheme of things, it's a it's a bad MCU movie. Uh, Absolutely, just yeah. Kind of a broken, just kind of a clunky movie. Loki tries to save the movie a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly. I think because certain aspects of it are kind of cool, like the like the portals that that yeah. that kind of thing is is cool, and all the. Uh, the realms lining up and, and that kind of concept, um, you know, once every few centuries. That that part's kind of cool, but but yeah, just the execution I, was not was not there. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I don't know anything about Thor: Dark World, so whatever you're talking about right now, um, <laughs> sure. But I I'm not gonna watch it again. Let's go straight to the number one movie in the MCU on my list, at least, and that Ooh. is the Winter Soldier. I I think it is after the rewatches. Ah, eh, it's at least top three, but. It is way, way up there on my list. Huge, huge follow-up to the first Avenger for Captain America. Um, I think Winter Soldier is another perfect MCU movie. It's at least top five for me. I'll have to, we'll have to go through the final rankings at the end. 
but yeah, it's it's really good. Probably the best fight scene in, in all of MCU. The elevator? The elevator, yeah. The elevator, I, yeah. Right? Like, I, I can't think of a better one. Uh, you There's could mention some... maybe another one in the same movie with, out on the street. Um with Winter yes, Soldier and with, with Bucky, yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a lot of good fight scenes. Like I think Civil War has some great fight scenes. Um, I, I think just like some of the initial battle stuff in the first Avengers are good. Um, Black Pan- Black Panther has some good great fight scenes too. But I think the elevator scene in Winter Soldier is is uh, pretty unique and outstanding and super memorable. Yeah, just iconic. I think we get some great uh, intros as well to um, to Falcon, to Sam Wilson, um, to Sharon Carter, Peggy's niece. Um, things get kind of weird towards the end, like the whole like he's trying to insert three different uh, data chips in the helicopter. That that's kind of strange. Like that's not where I thought the movie was going. It was just, it was kind of a weird end. But um, yeah. besides that, I mean, just an awesome movie. Winter Soldier is is just a great character. Um, have you have you watched the Disney Plus show yet? The first couple episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. No, I was going to ask you about that. Oh I, man, I think you're a bigger Falcon fan than I am. I don't I don't know that I'm a huge Falcon fan. I, I do like Anthony Mackie. I think he's a cool, good actor, um, and so is Sebastian Stan. He's really really good as Winter Soldier. But so I I I was uh, really underwhelmed by WandaVision. Did not really understand what was happening, even after watching the whole thing. Um, didn't have super high expectations for um, for Winter Soldier Falcon move, uh, show, and within the first like three minutes of the the first episode, I was I was so in. I, I think it's on another three level. Minutes. Wow! Yeah, I think it's three episodes so far um, since, as of our recording today, and um, yeah, each each episode I think is done so well, like almost as a standalone movie. I think it's great. And I can't wait for Phase Four. Then that's that's exciting. That's true. Uh, before we move on, let's take a quick break and talk about another one of our sponsors, and that's Analytics Capper. Um, you and I know we love watching sports, and we love that the NBA is going on right now. Baseball season is getting started. And, you know, if you're watching sports, it'd be great to make some money at the same time. And if you're into sports, there's sports betting in that is becoming legal in a lot of different states. There are sports betting websites all over the place with promotions. And so if you have the best moves to make, the right plays, uh, you can make some money while you're watching sports as well. That's where Analytics Capper comes in. That's Capper, C-A-P-P-E-R, like a handicapper. They have state-of-the-art data analytics. They have um, really cool algorithms that help you make the best bets. And their website is analyticscapper.com. It's the same as their Twitter handle. And you can sign up for their plans. You can just do a daily plan, um, weekly or monthly subscription. They have free plays every now and then. So make sure you check out Analytics Capper to get the best uh, spreads the best bets and uh, make some money while you're watching sports. That's analyticscapper.com, uh, and that's the same as their Twitter handle too. Okay, Mock, um, let's finish up the Winter Soldier first. Did you have anything else you wanted to add on that movie? No, I'm just trying to think of a general ranking in my head. But I, you're right. I I think it's close to a perfect movie. Although I know they wanted to get him on a helicarrier at the end, uh, but how they did it seemed a little forced in terms yeah. of needing to to actually put in like the chips or the drives yeah. or whatever. Is um, this is this the movie where he does the bicep curl with the helicopter? Uh yes, I believe so. 
<laughs> what an iconic scene. Yeah. There's there's that <laughs> bicep curl, and then Thor later has the 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 double bicep curl with the um, holding the the thing in place for the star to go through. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Phase three. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, so then we get to a totally new movie. I think this is where Marvel and MCU really. I think this is what sets sets them apart because they've they've stuck with the main characters, which are yeah. you know really good, and and we've had a couple clunkers like we just mentioned in these movies, but then they really expand to uh, new characters and bring in some new folks. And I think we were all pretty confused at the time when they announced that there was going to be a Guardians yeah. movie and then Ant Man. Like we don't know these characters. Why are they here? They all do tie in later in the phases when we get to the um, to Endgame and to Infinity War and and all that and Thanos. But Guardians, how did you feel about Guardians when it first came out um, and on this rewatch? Guardians is it's such a flex by the MCU, like that they can take these random kind of assortment of characters and and have a standalone movie and have it just hit on all cylinders like this. Guardians to me, I know Winter Soldiers, I mean, it's great. It's one of the best ones, but Guardians, I mean, it, it kind of saved phase two for me. Um, it, it's just completely lightened the mood. It, it just has this Guardians and Ant-Man have this different vibe to them that that and everything kind of comes together all in the end in phase three. It's it's kind of a genius, genius master plan. But uh yes. yeah, with Guardians, it was is great. Uh it, I love Chris Pratt from uh, yes. from Parks and Rec, and it was great seeing him on the big screen now, ripped. Uh, yeah, yeah, just just really, just really well done movie. The, and this is like Chris Pratt's first big big thing, right? After Parks and yeah. Rec, I, I I think he's in Lego Movie too, but that's just his voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember when they announced it, it was it was odd. He's like a fun, funny guy, but he's kind of like goofy in Parks and Rec, and. Like you mentioned, he gets ripped for this movie, but he's a great Peter Quill. He's he does a, an awesome job, and I l- like you said the the fact that they're able to make this work with all these weird characters that nobody knows anything about. Um, it, it's pretty impressive. I think the the soundtrack is on another level. I think that helps a lot. Uh, I think it's pretty fun getting the the Walking Dead guy Yondu um, with the <laughs> with the whistling. It's kind of yeah. kind of funny. You start to get hear about Thanos and and try to figure out what what that's all about um Groot and Rocket are fun and Groot kind of sacrificing him at the end um you know more infinity stone stuff with with Quill being able to hold it i think the the one thing that i get really irked about is um the dance off at the end i, I mean come on he's got to stall him somehow man yeah but like you think that's really going to work throughout this entire movie like the they're like super powered and just killing people and then all of a sudden the guy starts dancing and he just stops and does nothing for that long <laughs> it goes with the theme though the whole it, music it yeah walking in like uh and you're right it is a very unique movie a uh, great soundtrack even though there's no original music in it yeah uh yeah just mcu just hit it out of the park on this one and uh yeah and while it's it kind of a it was kind of odd watching it at first just because you didn't know how everything was going to come together like there's no other mention of anyone else that we've heard or or talked about in the mcu other than thanos a tiny bit um and and really thanos didn't have to be a part of this um he, he was kind of in it uh but but he's not the main villain either but again everything ties together at the very end which is more than we can say for 
pretty much every other franchise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely want to tease and have the Easter eggs for like the real like comic uh, fans. But like for myself watching this, I didn't know any of these characters. I don't know who Thanos is. I didn't yeah. care at all. So yeah, Guardians is is a great movie. I think when I watched it, it was it was towards the top of the MCU list for me because like you, like we talked about, like the, you know some of the previous movies, Iron Man three, Thor, Dark World, they didn't really work. Um, so Gal- Guardians was was outstanding. It felt like it's standalone thing, and I was like, cool, uh, MCU yeah. can just you know have all these different characters in different movies. Uh, and I want to skip this Avengers first, and we'll go to, straight to Ant Man because I felt the same way about Ant Man. It's like yeah. weird, right? Like we don't know anything about Ant Man. Paul Rudd, why is he a superhero now? Like, <laughs> yeah, Kate from Lost. Everything about Ant Man, I think, is is strange. Like, this doesn't feel like it's right for the MCU. It's you know, yeah. Paul Rudd is too funny, but <laughs> at the same time, I I feel like Ant Man is also outstanding. I I think they did a great job of introducing a whole new character uh, who becomes super important for uh you know for later on in Phase Three. Important. Yeah, and um, yeah, Ant Man is is great. I think he gets a a, a lot of awesome comedy and and set up for the other ant-man movie coming up after that who did it take a more time for you to getting used to in terms of seeing them as a superhero was it chris brad or paul rudd gotta be paul rudd but well yeah it's it's gotta be paul rudd but uh at the same time i think they really really leaned into paul rudd's comedy here which is yeah. perfect you know we all love paul rudd um you know just insert the the gif of him dancing here um yeah. but <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean, Chris Pratt. I, I think he was he was pretty pretty confusing as well. Uh, Paul Rudd. I think it was yeah. just surprising that he was even ne- even mentioned as any kind of a, a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Ant Man was great. It was. Uh, it's just one of those movies, and this is also super rewatchable for me. I've probably seen Ant Man sure. three or four times. But yeah, just a just a really fun movie. Again, same mo- gets you in the same mood watching it as it does like Guardians. With a little, I mean, Guardians was kind of on the violent side here and there, but sure. uh, Ant Man, like, just just a really fun movie. But yeah, yeah you're it, right. It's like, silly, without, right? You, you get like yeah, a giant without, ants. Yeah, they're playing like with the train yeah. set in the kids' room. Yeah. Without Phase Three, though, like Ant Man is, it, you're like, why is this? Sure. Why is this wrapping up Phase Two? Like, why is this in yep. here? Um, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't tie in at this point. Um, but I think it's. It's awesome, and and I I love that, you know I, I feel like in these other movies you get a lot of characters or a lot of actors that you don't know much about. So um, yeah. like Chris Evans as as Captain America, like he he wasn't big yet. Hemsworth was not huge yet before um, before yeah. Thor, but like Paul Rudd, you know him, and you obviously know um, Michael Douglas, and then we know Kate from Lost, and uh, we know Michael Pena. That guy's hilarious, and then you get like. The, the bad guy is from House of Cards. Like everybody is is somebody that you've seen before, which I think uh, was was fun for me. Sure. Ti yeah. is in the movie. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then let's go to uh, let's go to the well, not the final movie, but for, let's just call it the final movie of of Phase yeah. Two, which is another Avengers film, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Give me your take. Yikes! Whoa. Yikes! I man. Just in terms of, because uh, we got to remember, like, Phase 2, this was before, this was when the Avengers movies were the only ones that had, you know, multiple heroes in them. So there's just so much build up to an Avengers movie. Uh, like, you know, the original Avengers movie that, that ended Phase 1, that was spectacular just in terms of the 
immediate chemistry on screen between all the different superheroes, uh, kind of controlling all their egos uh, and, and working as a team. And you're kind of, or at least I was like, I was really excited about Ultron because this was the second one. This was the second Avengers supposed to kind of wrap up phase two, kind of leading onto phase three in a way. Uh, but it, it was, man, it's, it's such a disjointed, weird movie that, that really fell below its potential. It's definitely a letdown after the first Avengers set. And I completely agree with you on, uh, you know, when you're leading up to this joint movie with the Avengers, like you're expecting a lot and it's, it is a letdown. Um, let, what about the good parts of Avengers? I think there's some good stuff, right? Like, um, I think the, their party scene, uh, is pretty funny and, and like, there's some good fighting as well. I I think that's a pretty solid scene. Lifting the hammer stuff. Yes. uh, was, was really, really fun. Uh, (laughs) Thor's face when, uh, Captain America was able to move it. Moved it, yeah. 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 That was that was really funny. I, um, I think that's where you find where we first see kind of a little bit of humor from from Hemsworth. Oh, true. And then it all kind of turns. Yeah, you're right. Because it spirals two, after that. Yeah. Yeah. The first th- two Thor movies are a completely different. Um, Super serious. No. Yeah. Tone. Yeah. Just on the serious side, and then Ragnarok just kind of goes off the deep end. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know Ultron. There were there were good moments, yes. Um, I feel like the beginning fight scene and uh, kind of leading up to meeting the the twins, um, yep. that that part was great. Uh, but I mean, it was all kind of stuffed in that first like I don't know five minutes of the movie, and then it kind of trails off after that. A lot of just like what the f are you doing, Tony? Um, yep, just a lot of his mistakes over and over, and I don't know, like the this is when I started to realize. Like, I don't, I don't like Natasha. I don't, I don't like, or I don't know what she brings to the, to the series really. Other than like, why is she, why is she there? Like, she's just like so far, at least, uh, um, you know, through phase two and early phase three, like she's really just like this girl who is flirting with all of the Avengers and just building up sexual tension everywhere uh it's, like it's true there's know. all sorts of weird tension with uh with captain america in the i think it's in winter soldier and then here yeah. like it feels really forced with with bruce banner really forced and it's just two movies later after winter soldier so you're like it comes from nowhere okay. yeah i mean th- were they already like did her and yeah. captain america get together like did that not work out and 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 then all of a sudden like her and and bruce banner and and her like yep. Being the one to calm him down after that first, I don't know, it just really, really forced. I, I mean, even even her relationship with Clint, um, with Hawkeye, like, yeah, you know, like it's a, it's a, it's borderline. Uh, I mean, we get to meet Clint's family here, which is also, you know, I thought I thought that was kind of a fun scene, but yeah, I mean, she's got she's got weird things going on with all of them. I I do agree that um, it, I don't understand her. I never understood her place or Clint's place here because. They have no powers, right? Um, way, and I'm way too much of Clint in this movie. I, I think that's why it brings it down for me. I mean, like, we don't really like Jeremy Renner, regardless, right? He, all he does is shoot arrows. I, I don't know, but I, I, I am excited to see at some point whenever Marvel decides to release the Black Widow movie, because then sure. I, I, I hear you get the backstory of her and kind of you, you learn a little bit more about like her as a Russian spy, and I, I think she has the backstory with Jeremy Renner, and that's why that's why they have this closer relationship um, in these movies. 
It, I, I mean, I think Natasha does have a place in that she is a constant throughout um, many of the movies. Like, I think she's first introduced in the, is it the second Iron Man movie? Iron Man 2, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's really early in the series. She's there, and then she's in the Captain America Winter Soldier movie. Like, very important part there. Um, sure. She is obviously very close to the to the Hulk. Um, you know, we don't really know <laughs> how close. Um and yeah, I think she's just a through line uh, in all of this. Like, she is one of the constants, like, especially at the end of this movie, right? We see um, the Hulk and Thor leave. We see Iron Man kind of back away. And she is always still there. She's with Captain America here. She's kind of borderline during Civil War, like, trying to play both sides. Like, I think she's a really important character. Um, I wonder and- if it's just because, or not just, but primarily because of her star power at the time. Like, right? Possibly, like, you yeah. mentioned. You mentioned, um, you know, these kind of relative unknowns before, you know, Chris Evans, Hemsworth, um, and ScarJo, she was way, she's, I mean, she was A-list before, before the series, right? So she, I was trying to figure that out. Like when, when did she get big? I I don't even know. I feel like, I feel like she was in everything before, before Avengers or before Marvel. Um, I think she was in some stuff already, but I don't think she was like huge yet. Like, like when she was like lucy that's that's like later um i i know she was in like a couple like earlier movies uh like she was in like the prestige and like that tennis movie and stuff and but i, I don't think she was like really big yet until the avengers and like a lot of the stuff afterwards hmm. maybe I mean, this but this definitely kind of her. Sure I mean, big name or bigger people, name yeah but, people yeah. definitely knew her people know her looks like that's th- those have always been you know very important for um yeah, I mean that that's part of why she's she's here too. Um but yeah, I mean I think the the bad guy here, like James Spader's voice, super weird. <laughs> the the twins, like I, I don't I don't love the twins, um, even though I guess Wanda's really important later. Like you mentioned before, like watching Tony mess up a lot, it, it becomes very important later. Like we understand why he has guilt, why they have the Sokovia Accords. Like this leads to a lot more in Civil War and later. But um, you know, during this movie, it is a it is definitely a letdown from the first Avengers. I, I have to agree there. Yeah, they could have done better with the twins. I feel like I don't know if that's a casting thing or, or I don't know because you remember, um, like the X Men had the rights to what's his name Quicksilver as well. So he oh. was Quicksilver came into kind of the movie picture in both uh, Ultron and in X Men, like oh. uh, Days of Future Past, around the same time. Uh, but I just feel like he, it was much better done in the X-Men movie than it was in Ultron. I mean, he was a big part of the movie. It's just not that, I don't know, likable, memorable. Yeah. Um, for Wanda, this is the first, or on the rewatch is the first time I found out that she's the sister of the Olsen twins. Come on. Are you serious? I, I had no idea. I had She no looks idea. exactly like them. Come on. Does she? I mean, she looks much like them. Uh, I know. I, I need to see maybe I see a more recent picture. <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, let's talk about our last sponsor before we wrap up and talk about uh, phase three and what's coming up. So, our last sponsor is Loan Factory, of course. Uh, Loan Factory and our guy Billy Nguyen. His phone number is four six nine five eight five. 
888-888-4498. You can check them out at LoanFactory.com or Facebook.com slash LoanFactoryHQ. It's a national co- national company with branches all over the country. Um, and Billy has the branch in the Dallas Richardson area in Texas, but they can help you finance or refinance your home anywhere. Make sure to contact Billy before uh, signing up with them just to make sure that he is the agent listed on your account. His phone number, once again, is 469-585-4498. I think it's still a great time to be financing and refinancing our homes, uh, even though I think interest rates have bounced back just a little bit. Billy and his team of agents work with some some wholesale um, uh, loan uh, loan companies where they get great rates, better than everything else that's out there from the big banks. Um, So check out Loan Factory at loanfactory.com or billy at 469-585-4498. Okay, Mock, so phase three is coming up. Phase three is long. I think there's like 10 movies in phase three or something. So we'll probably split it up. I, we'll kind of figure out what that looks like. But you, you said you've already started. Don't tell me about what you've watched, but like, what are you looking forward to? What do you remember about phase three that's that's coming up? Phase three is loaded. Like there there's no pause in phase three. It, it just constant uh just hit after a hit this is yeah you're right there's there's 11 movies in phase three oh it's 11 okay uh, yeah and almost yeah it doubles uh you know phase one and phase two and this is where especially looking at the dates of the movies and the years they came out i feel like they could have split it out some um i mean yeah this is where they're doing two a year right yeah it's two or three a year it's it's kind of insane yeah, a lot of a lot of good ones here. I, I don't think there's. Yeah, looking through the list, I don't think there's any that are in the bottom bottom three of the MCU. So, uh, I, I definitely have a couple here that would be in the bottom half. Um, bottom half, yeah. I, I have one or two that are towards the bottom, but yeah, I mean, out of eleven, I think there's at least eight or nine that are really really good. Yeah, phase three is coming up. We're, we finished up phase two. Anything you want to add? No, I think, uh, yeah, I'm excited about Phase 4 now to, to get to Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm hearing good things as well, not just from you, but I also heard good things about WandaVision. So maybe that's oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I need to rewatch that. But but the TV shows are not part of Phase 4, are they? They are. They are. It's WandaVision, oh, Falcon okay. Winter Soldier, Loki. Loki and the first yeah. movie in Phase 4 is Black Widow. It's supposed to come out uh, in July. Oh, is it is that planned? I, I know that they're doing the Eternals movie and a couple others this year. I wasn't sure when Black Widow would come out because they really want to make sure it gets in theaters and who knows about theaters. Yeah, as of now, it's uh, July 9th for yeah, Black I mean, Widow. Yeah, they pushed it back like every every few months. Yeah, check out check out WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier. Love to hear your thoughts on those. Thanks for listening, as always, to Six Pains Podcast. Let us know in the comments uh, what your favorite Phase 2 movies were, what you thought of Phase 2 versus Phase 1 of the MCU. Thanks as always for listening. Leave us a review on iTunes and we'll talk to you guys next time.